You have tuned in to the Make Your Day Count broadcast with Pastor Errol Beckford, Senior Pastor of Celebration Tabernacle Church, President of Celebration Marketplace Ministries, and author of Make Life Work in a Fast-Paced World. And here's Pastor Beckford. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. Make your day count. This is the day. The Lord has made. And we will. Rejoice. And be glad. In what God is doing and this beautiful day. We have to rejoice each day. We must make a quality decision each day that God has given us to live our best life. Make life work for that day. Don't try to make it work for the entire year. Just make it work for one day. And if we can do one day at a time, it's end up the entire year. When we make our day count, we make our life work. work. All this week, we're going to be talking about the topic, believing when you are not seeing. Believing when you are not seeing. A lot of times people say, I'll believe it when I see it. Yeah. But as Christians, we're called to believe when we don't yet see it. So we must believe when we're not seeing we're going to start in Genesis chapter 13, verses 16 through 17. And I will make your descendants as the dust of the earth, so that if a man can number the dust of the earth, then your descendants also could be numbered. Arise, walk in the land through its length and its width, for I give it to you. So talk about a story, a situation, a life circumstance when a man was told something that he did not yet see. Abram had no children. He was the father of none. And he was told that he was going to be the father of um, the earth. He was said that if a man could number the dust of the earth, then your descendants also could be numbered. But when he looked at his current circumstance, he was currently at zero. He had to believe when he did not see. Yeah, that, that's it right there. Everything that we are going to get from God, we have to believe for it. Cece Whining has a song that she wrote, which I love to listen to, Believe for It. Believe for it. Whatever God is going to give you and me, it's going to take believing to get it. And we have to believe for it. We have to believe when we don't see it. We have to believe that it is going to happen as God has spoken. We have to receive the spoken word. Be unto me according to your word. That's what Mary said when the angel Gabriel visited her and told her about the conception that was set to take place in her womb. She had to say, but yet unto me, according to your word. The word of God is a seed. Jesus teaches that in the parable of the sower. He explicitly tells us that the seed is the, the word, word of God. Yes. So a seed must come in contact with the place where it is going to grow. We know that we could have seeds in our cabinet, in our drawer, in our utility room, in our garage for years, and they never grow until they come in contact with the soil, the place where they are set to grow. They have to be positioned purposefully in the soil. They can't just be in the plastic canister um, in the garage. They have to be sowed. So when the word of God is released, it has to be received within us, within our heart, within our mind, within our being. 
be unto me according to your word. And I will make your descendant great. I will make your descendant as the dust of the earth, so that if a man could number the dust of the earth, then your descendants also could be numbered. Which you know, you can number the dust of the earth. So he said, look, your descendants, I'll make your descendant like the dust of the earth. It's going to be impossible to number. Yet he was a father of none. So he has to believe that. Abraham has to believe what? The word. He has to believe that whatever God says is amen and amen. And the word has the final authority. God says something to us, beloved, and that's it. He doesn't go on repeating himself and repeating himself. He says it, and it's up to us to what? Believe it. And he went through the process where he was trying to figure it out. So it wasn't like, oh, God said it, okay, that's it, it's done. He still went through this human process that we go through where he was trying to figure it out in his own logic, in his own intelligence, looking at his own circumstances. He was trying to figure this whole thing out. But over time, he got to the point where it was, if God don't do it, it's not going to happen. And he believed God. After all of his options, all the good ideas that he came up with were duds, he realized if God doesn't do it, it's not going to happen. And he chose then to put his hope in God. When all things were contrary to the hope, he put his hope in God. So believe when I don't see it. Believe God when I don't see it. Why it's so difficult? Why is this? Let me ask you the question. Why is believing God when we don't see what God is saying in the physical realm? And no better uh, example from the Word of God that show up that can we can look at this morning and look at Thomas. Thomas. We can go look at Thomas. Now, the crucifixion and the resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ. Thomas was there at the crucifixion. He saw Jesus on the cross. He saw the nail goes into his hand. That wasn't difficult for Thomas to believe because he was seeing it in the natural. You know, it's real. He was there. His senses was engaged. His senses, listen, was engaged. He's not necessarily a spirit man. His senses, because man operates in the physical realm with the senses. Once my senses is engaged, it's easy for me to accept whatever is going on. And then he saw, he observed the crucifixion. He observed the death of Jesus. He knew that he was put into the tomb. So in John chapter 20, starting at verse 21, this is post the resurrection Mm. when Jesus was continuing to interact with the believers. And we to clarify, when he appeared 
after the resurrection, the Bible tells us for a period of 40 days, he went around and he appeared to the believers to strengthen the believers. He appeared to group of 500 even at a time. He appeared to people individually in small groups. He appeared, but he only appeared to the believers. He didn't go back to the haters and he didn't say, ha ha, I told you if you destroy this temple, it'll be rebuilt in three days. He didn't go back to the people who were against him. He only presented himself to the believers to strengthen the believers. So in John chapter 20, starting at verse 21, so Jesus said to them again, peace to you. As the Father has sent me, I also send you. And when he had said this, he breathed on them and said to them, Receive the Holy Spirit. If you forgive the sins of any, they are forgiven them. If you retain the sins of any, they are retained. Now Thomas, called the twin, one of the twelve, was not with them when Jesus came. So the other disciples were having an encounter with Jesus after the resurrection when he was in the earth in his glorified body, his glorified body, which was restored. He no longer looked like what he looked like on the cross. He no longer had um, blood and wide open in all the places in the, the torture that took place on the cross. That was all restored. But he did have evidence of the crucifixion. Now Thomas called the twin, one of the twelve, was not with them when Jesus came. The other disciples therefore said to him, We have seen the Lord. So he said to them, Unless I see his hands and the print of the nails and put my finger into the print of the nails and put my hand into his side, I will not believe. And after eight days, his disciples were again inside and Thomas with them. Jesus came, the doors being shut, and stood in the midst and said, Peace to you. Then he said to Thomas, Reach your finger here and look at my hands, and reach your hand here and put it into my side. Do not be unbelieving, but believing. And Thomas answered and said to him, My Lord and my God. Jesus said to him, Thomas, because you have seen me, you have believed. Blessed are those who have not seen but and delayed. yet have believed. And that's the whole teaching we have this mm-hmm. week. Believe it when you don't what? See it. So many of us have to see it before we what? Believe it. Thomas says there's impossible for the man. And we would have said the same thing. Because when we think about the, the crucifixion, Pastor that we were there standing at the crucifixion, seeing Jesus on the cross, seeing him die, seeing the body taken down, see his body put into a sepulcher, and was sealed. In our mind, and the senses saying, that's the end. Mm-hmm. It's final. They were devastated. They they thought it was all All over. over. Everything that they had invested in, the time, they walked away from their careers. They walked away from their families. They took on this life of ministry with Jesus Christ. They took their time to sow into his life as he sowed into their life. They went through all these encounters, all these experiences. And at the crucifixion, they thought it was 
done. But it was really just the beginning. Yes. They couldn't see that. Mm -hmm. They couldn't see that. They could only see from the natural uh, aspect. So many of us can see things very well from the natural man, from the natural man. We can see very well according to the natural man. But man is also a spirit being. Man is a physical being, but man is also a spiritual being. And we need to come over when we come to God in the what being? The spirit man. Because that's when we can see the things that are not yet seen. We have to move past that place of devastation. We have to move place past that place of feeling like it's all over and see the newness of what God is doing in that time. And you, you see how the Lord, he cared for them. He continually went back to encourage them, to move them along, to grow them, to strengthen them in their faith and to tell them the greater things that are coming that they will experience as the Holy Spirit is released into the earth. He didn't just leave them. The Bible says he will never leave us. He will never forsake us. He didn't leave them in that place of devastation, in that place of pity. He was there with them, guiding them to move them into the next phase, into the next season of what they were called to do. He continually empowered them through his presence and his word, which he desires for each and every one of us, us to come into his presence and to be in his word, to be empowered for the next phase, the next part of the journey. Thank you for tuning in to the Make Your Day Count broadcast with Pastor Errol Beckford, Senior Pastor of Celebration Tabernacle Church in the beautiful city of Coco. For more information on this broadcast, please contact us at 321-638-0381. Tune in tomorrow to hear more about how you can make your day count.